0: North Park family, thank you so much for inviting us into your space today for our online worship experience. I want you to get the most out of this experience today. So in order to do that, why don't you secure your Bible? Let's turn to Exodus chapter three, or you can go to your YouVersion smartphone app, go to your menu, live events, type in North Park Church, and all of these scriptures and notes will be right there for you. I'm really excited today. We're diving into a brand new series called In the Presence. I'm very honored we get to do that together. There are some incredible people that are in our lives and they make such an impact that we realize that they are actually gifts from God to us. There's no other way to put it. Do you have somebody like that in your life? Do they know it? I think they should. I mean if there's somebody in your life that you consider to be a gift then they should probably know the impact that they've made on you. So why don't you reach out? Why don't you let them know that? One of the people in my life that I would consider to be a gift is Julie Hunsinger. Julie is a praying woman, but she's more than a praying woman. She is a praying warrior. I mean, this woman goes to battle on her knees for people, as she puts it, that God has put in her charge. And when I was a youth pastor at Tanglewood many years ago, I really believe that God gifted my family with Julie. And Julie has prayed for my family through the years. And I believe there's not a day that goes by that Julie doesn't pray for the Braswell family. When something goes wrong, she's definitely one of the people that's at the top of my list to call because I believe in the power of her prayers. This week, her name came up in our staff meeting. A lot of our staff know her. And it was really cool to hear others who know her describe the impact that she has made on their life as well. In fact, one person in our staff said this, I struggle to not get emotional when I'm in the same room with her. When you're in the same room with Julie, you just know she's been in the presence of God. You can feel it. You can tell. Think about that. To be described as a person that you just know has been in the presence of God and even being with that person just makes an impact on your life. Well, that's a pretty powerful thing. But here was my response to that staff person's description of my friend Julie. I said, I can guarantee you it does not come without a price. It doesn't come without a price. In the presence, there's power in the presence of God. For years, my wife and I, we've sung a song called In the Presence of Jehovah. I want to read the lyrics of this song to you. In and out of situations, that tug of war at me. All day long, I struggle for the answers that I need. But then I come into your presence and all my questions become clear. And for a sacred moment, no doubt can interfere. There's power in the presence of God. Here's the second verse. Through His love the Lord provided a place for us to rest, a place to find the answers in the hours of distress. There is never any reason to give up in despair. Just slip away and breathe His name and He will surely meet you there. And the chorus sounds like this. In the presence of Jehovah, God Almighty, Prince of Peace, troubles vanish, hearts are mended. In the presence of the King, there's power. In the presence of God. Here's my question to you. Does your heart long for the presence of God in that way? Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to dive into God's word and discover what it looks like to be in the presence of God and what it takes to be in the presence of God. Now, we're going to dive into Exodus chapter 3 today, so you can turn there. And the main character of the book of Exodus is well, it's God. But the second dairy character in the book of Exodus is a guy by the name of Moses. Now, I'm not sure there's anyone in Scripture who has experienced the presence of God quite like Moses has. I mean, think about it. Moses um, heard God speak through a burning bush. God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses. God used Moses to deliver the children of Israel out of bondage from the hands of Pharaoh and the Egyptians. That's a pretty impressive resume. He heard the voice of God. He was in the presence of God. But that does not and did not come without a price. Here's the problem. So many people, we want to climb the ladder of success, hoping that freedom will wait for us at the top. We just don't want the sacrifice that's required to get to that place of influence and freedom. Some people will say they want an incredible family or they want an incredible marriage, but they don't realize that a healthy marriage and a healthy family requires sacrifice. Some people say they want financial freedom, yet they don't realize that it requires sacrifice. Some people would say they want to be used by God in an incredible way. They want to pastor the city. They want to be an influence for Him. But they don't realize, or at least they're not willing to pay, The price or the sacrifice that comes along with that decision. See, we all want the benefits of success without paying the price. Here's a few quotes about sacrifice. If you want something you've never had, you must be willing to do something that you've never done. Thomas Jefferson. Nothing great was ever achieved without a personal sacrifice. You have to pay the price to realize your goals Layla Akita, without pain, without sacrifice, we would have nothing. Fight club. Those are great quotes. Talk to anybody who has accomplished anything of value and you will find that they had to make countless sacrifices along the way. My personal fitness instructor would tell you It's an ongoing price. It is not a one-time payment. Are you willing to pay the price to achieve the goals, the dreams that you have in your life? Are you willing to pay the price to truly experience the presence of God? John Maxwell says this, leadership, and I'll add in any area, whether that's spiritual leadership or leadership on your job or in your family, Maxwell says leadership means sacrificing. So what are you willing to sacrifice to experience your goals and dreams? What are you willing to sacrifice in order to experience purpose and fulfillment? What are you willing to sacrifice in order to experience the presence of God? Now, in Exodus chapter 3... We see that Moses was tending his flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. And the Bible says in verse 2 of Exodus chapter 3, There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire in the middle of a bush. And Moses stared in amazement. And though the bush was engulfed in flames, it did not burn up. Now, fast forward, verse 5. God says, don't come any closer. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And when Moses heard this, look what he did. He covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. And we get this glimpse, this snapshot, that in this moment, Moses is surrounded by the presence of God. And it was so Powerful that Moses covered his face because he didn't even want to look at the presence of God. Now, fast forward a little bit further, verse 9. God says, look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians have abused them. So the children of Israel were in bondage to Pharaoh and the Egyptians. And this is what God says to Moses. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh you must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. So in the middle of this encounter with the presence of God, Moses gets some marching orders that would forever change his life. Now, in this encounter, there are a few things that I think will help us experience the presence of God and at least understand what it looks like to be in his presence. And here's the first thing I learned from Moses. Moses was alone with God. When God appeared to Moses in this burning bush, Moses had grown quiet enough in the wilderness to recognize the voice of God, to listen to the voice of God, and create space in his life that God was able to speak into. Our problem is we rarely stop long enough to listen for God's voice. We're so busy listening to all of the other voices that are in our life I encourage you, create space for God's voice. Now that may mean every single day setting an appointment with God where maybe you just sit with your Bible and you read and you have time to listen and you have time to pray and you journal. Whether you call it a devotion time or a quiet time or time to meditate on God's Word, what we're saying is is we're intentionally creating a space in our life every day where we can get alone and listen for God's voice. Now, I know for some of us, that's easier uh, than it is for others. Maybe you would say, Pastor, I don't have time. I'm so busy all the time. I love what one author uh, wrote. Actually, a book title said, Too Busy Not to Pray. And the preface of this book is the busier you are, the more responsibility you have, the more hats that you wear, the more you need the presence of God to speak in your life to successfully handle all that responsibility. So you, I would argue, are too busy not to pray. Now, some of you might would say, well, I might have time, but I got little ones. I I haven't been alone for like seven years. I get that, but we have to be super intentional about that. My former pastor's wife used to talk about the one quiet place that she could find in her home was her car in the garage. And she would literally, whether kids were down for a nap or they're playing video games or whatever it is that they were doing, she would have to sneak away into that garage, sit in her car, open her Bible and really listen for the presence of God. I would just encourage you, you don't want to do that with the garage door down and your car running, okay? So make sure you find a safe, quiet place with God. Here's the second thing, Moses was honest with God. If you read through Exodus chapter 3, and actually we're going to do this next week, Moses had a lot of excuses and we're actually going to take an entire week just to look at all of the excuses that Moses presented to God. Um, Yes, he was used by God, but he kind of came kicking and screaming. But even though Moses didn't have it all together, and he certainly did not have a boatload of confidence, God still chose to use him. And so despite your failures and despite your inadequacies, God has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life, and he wants to use you. And you might would even say, but pastor, I have made so many mistakes. I am a huge believer that there is ministry after our mistakes. Yes, we may do some things along the way that that make it difficult for us to really speak our faith, but I believe in reconciliation. I believe in the grace of God, and I believe that there is ministry after our mistakes. God's promises don't have expiration dates. But Here's the great news. No matter how inadequate we may feel, God's Spirit will empower us to do that which He's called us to. So look at yourself honestly, admit your weaknesses, and humble yourself before God. Declare, God, here am I. Use me. Now, here's the third thing. Moses was alone with God. Moses was honest with God. Here's the third thing. Moses was hungry for God. What does it take for someone to really be hungry for God? As a pastor... I see that's different for a lot of us. In fact, I've seen kids and students who were so hungry for more of God in their life. Man, I see some students that love God's Word and they just can't get enough. It's it's like even at a young age, man, they just can't get enough of God's presence. But then I see other people, adults maybe, who have had to walk through personal tragedy and it takes something life-changing that turns their heart towards God. Honestly, some people never do. For Moses, it actually took decades of him being in the wilderness to turn his heart towards God. So no matter where you are on this journey, it's not too late for you. We just have to stop, recognize where we are, and turn To the Lord. For some of us, literally, it seems like it takes a beating from the Holy Spirit. We need to be humble, we need to surrender, and we need to develop a a hunger and thirst for more of God and His Word. And there was so much in my heart and life that God had to beat out of me. In fact, here's the fourth thing that we have to become. Moses was broken by God. Some of us are in that season right now. It feels like that, that there is a breaking that's happening, a molding and shaping of us. You know, Jesus said, I'm the potter and you're the clay. And it just seems like right now so many people in my life that God is shaping them, but it's often taking some very difficult things for them to be shaped, for us to be shaped. In fact, I think it was C.S. Lewis who said, for God to use us greatly, we must be wounded deeply. And so, in fact, what that's saying is, is we must be broken by God. But here's the thing. God didn't force himself and he didn't force his will on Moses. And he's certainly not going to force himself and his will on you. So brokenness involves two things. Removing our pride. I spoke to a friend just a few days ago and said, here's what we're going to have to do. We're going to swallow this great big peel of pride. And that's a hard pill to swallow. It's one we must learn to swallow. And here's the second thing. We must remove our self-reliance. My nephew years ago was a high school football player. In fact, he played for the Wallace Rose Hill Bulldogs. And they went all the way that year and won a state championship. I got to sit in the UNC football stadium and watch his team win the state championship. It was a pretty cool experience. But he always would write on the back of his shoes these words, In God's hands. In God's hands. I remember seeing that, and it almost became a mantra for my life. For years, I would sign my name in God's hands if it was a letter. Remember when we used to send letters? I would always sign my letter. In God's hands, Anthony Braswell. It was a constant reminder that I've got to remove self-reliance, that my dependence is on Him. I would pray this prayer all the time. God, without you, I am nothing but with you. I can do anything. That's biblical, right? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So if we want to be broken by God, we've got to lay our pride down and we've got to lay down our self-reliance. My dad has always been a wheeler and a dealer. Anybody that knows him can tell you that. When I was in the fifth grade, I came home from school and my dad was so excited. And he he, w- he said, hey, son, we have a boat. We got a boat. And I said, we have a boat. And he said, yes, we have a boat. I traded my shotgun and your go-kart for it. All right. Now, there's a couple of things that you need to understand here in this little story. First of all, I didn't know my go-kart was up for trade, okay? I didn't know it was on the trading block. Second of all, can you imagine how awesome this boat must have been if we traded my dad's old shotgun and my homemade go-kart for it? So it couldn't have been but so great of a boat. But I'm going to be honest, it was. It was an amazing boat. You might not have looked at this boat and thought it was amazing, but as I look back, it was one of the greatest memories of my life. We lived in Henderson, North Carolina, and my dad, that summer, man, we were back and forth to Car Lake. I can't tell you the hours that we spent on that little red boat. And I remember jumping off that boat into Car Lake, maybe thrown off that boat, I'm not really sure. Uh, but I learned to swim off that boat in Car Lake that summer. Made some incredible memories with my dad. To this day, he and I talk about those memories. But here's what I want you to see. I have those incredible memories because we were willing to trade something for something even better. See, life is filled with these moments of trade-offs. But you can only trade up if you have something that you are willing to sacrifice. If you finally want to experience your goals and dreams, if you finally want to be financially free, if you want to experience health in your marriage and in your family, if you really want to experience the undeniable presence of God, what are you willing to sacrifice to be able to experience it? Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you invite us on this journey And that you want so desperately to be intimately involved in our lives. So as we think about the power of your presence, Lord, you invite us into your presence. Your word even says that through the sacrifice of Jesus that we can come boldly into the throne room of God to experience your presence. Jesus, when you died on a cross for our sins, the word tells us that the veil was torn in two. That veil separated people from your presence. Lord, that symbolically reminds us that we are now invited into your presence where we can experience you. Lord, there are some things in our life that we've got to be willing to lay down. Lord, may we be willing to lay down our pride. May we be willing to lay down our self-reliance. May we be willing to lay down our sin to be able to come into your presence. Lord, we've got to be willing to sacrifice time. Lord, we've got to be willing to be intentional about spending time in your presence. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that we would be willing to experience the undeniable presence of our Savior. Lord, I pray if there's someone that's watching today that hasn't said yes to you yet, I pray that right in the privacy of their devotion that they would just simply pray, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need your grace. And I ask you to wash me, cleanse me and set me free and give me strength to live my life for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, let me ask you a question. Are you currently involved in a life group? If not, why? Life group is such an important part of our growth as a follower of Jesus. One of our foundational beliefs is that life change happens in the context of meaningful relationships. I can tell you, I'm a part of a life group and I absolutely love it. In fact, when something's going on in our life, the first people that come to our mind to reach out to, ask for prayer or to offer encouragement. It's our life group. It's the people that we are spending time with on a regular basis. And I desperately want you to have that experience as well. And so if you're in a life group, stay plugged in, especially in this season. If you are not in a life group, why don't you just go over to our website, and request more information. We can get you plugged in to a life group before you go to bed tonight. We want you plugged in. It's that important for us and that important for you to be an active part of a life group. I also want you to know that if you need prayer, we want to pray for you. So take an opportunity to request prayer over at northparkrdu.com where also if this is your first online experience, you can hit that digital connect card and learn more about North Park Church and give us an opportunity to learn more about you. I wanna thank you so much for just the way you have stayed plugged in to our online worship experiences during this season. I also wanna thank you for your generosity, the way that you've continued to be faithful Uh, in your giving tithes and offerings. You've been so generous and been so faithful in the stewardship of what God has placed in your hands, I just want to applaud you. I also want to encourage you, if you want to make a a contribution, if you want to make an investment to build lifelong followers of Jesus, you can do that by going to northparkrdu.com and hitting that online giving button. I just want you to remember that you are loved and we are cheering you on. We are on this journey with you and we can't wait for the opportunity where we get to sit side-by-side together and worship at River Bend Middle School in corporate worship. It's powerful, it's important, and I I can tell you, it's coming soon. We want you to know that your safety is our primary concern. We want to make sure that when we come back together, that it's the right time and that we can ensure the safety of you, your family, and your church family. We will continue to keep you in the loop. We will continue to keep you updated. And when that time comes, I guarantee you, you will know it. Because I can't wait to give 17 high fives again. We love you and we are with you on this journey.